I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 18, Perception is Not Reality. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of Let It Glow. I am so happy to be here today. I just finished my two-day workshop this last weekend, and it was wonderful. I was able to meet with 22 fabulous women, and we were able to learn and grow and be vulnerable together, and it was just powerful. So coming into this podcast today, I've kind of piggybacking on that experience and really what stood out to these ladies as I was working with them. And one of the biggest things that I found that was an opener for them is this concept that perception is not reality and that everything is neutral until we assign meaning to it. We all have our own lenses, our own perceptions. It's absolutely fascinating when you begin to grasp this concept. Let me first use the example of water to help explain this. So water in and of itself is neutral. Water can be perceived as beautiful, tranquil, Think about lakes and the ocean, waterfalls, and who doesn't love a bath or swimming in a pool? Water is purifying for our bodies inside and out. But now let's just flip that around. Water is one of the greatest causes of natural disasters. Think about floods and tsunamis. If you've ever had a leak in your house, you know the damage it can do. And what about mold? Water is the cause of that too. And really one of the greatest negatives of water is the possibility of drowning. So if you think about the different emotions that are evoked when discussing water, it shows that it's really not innately good or bad. Remember, water is water. (laughs) Have I lost you yet? So let me further explain. We're on the subject of water. So let's just talk about a rainy day. And when you think of a rainy day, What kind of emotion do you have around that? Well, for me, I love it. I want to sing and go jump in puddles while imagining I'm somewhere in Europe. It's magical. But for my husband, on the other hand, he does not like the rain. He has allergies and it causes more pressure in his head. So he has really bad headaches when it rains. So who's right or wrong? Is rain good or bad? Well, it's neither. I'd like to think that I am right because rain really is so beautiful to me. And I've even gotten secretly annoyed that Talon doesn't see the the beauty in it because he's so uncultured or underappreciative of nature. But again, it's neither right or wrong, good or bad. It's what we attach to things that give it meaning. So why is it so important to understand the concept of neutrality? Because once you begin applying this to situations and to the people in your life, it can give you freedom. If you can get out of the good, bad, right, wrong mentality, you can accept what is without judgment. 
And that is something that I have to say to myself all the time. It is what it is. And if we take the energy and the emotion out of it, it changes everything. Oh, when I'm working with clients, often I just say, pretend like you're ordering a taco and a Mountain Dew at a restaurant, just without emotion. If you look at situations in your life without emotion, it's possible to not get wrapped up into the drama and the anxiety and all the things that we get wrapped up into. So I want you to think about three things that upset you this past week. Was it the actual event or person that upset you, or was it what you said about that event or the person that upset you? When we automatically attach negative to a situation or a person, it holds us in that place. It traps us. Remember, it's not what happened to us, but what we say about it that causes all the havoc. We create judgment, stories, drama, fear around situations and people every day. And the way I learned this concept is really through first circle and second circle. And when I started seeing in first circle, which is the truth, and what actually happened, we can't change that. But what we can change is what's in second circle, which again is the drama, the thoughts, the fears, what we said about it. And as I really started seeing the patterns of my own thoughts, it was mind-blowing. We literally create emotional and physical reactions because of our thoughts. So let me explain why keeping it neutral can help us to avoid this. I'll give you an example. I have a friend, we've been friends for, for many, many years, and her husband and my husband actually grew up in the same neighborhood. I mean, we've known each other for a very long time. And probably it's been 15 years ago, they did a business deal together that went south, costing us a lot of money. And we've never really discussed it or had any issues around it, but I've always had that fear that it would impact our relationship. So there was a time that I had been texting her and she didn't respond. I even messaged her on Instagram. And I really was started to tell myself a story around first circle, what happened. And in second circle, I started creating this whole scenario that maybe she was upset with me, that possibly this had affected our relationship. I mean, I had texted her multiple times and I can be rather persistent. I had invited her to my Christmas parties, to my retreats, to anything that I had going on. Just I texted her to get an address for a Christmas card, no response. And so by now I had plenty of proof that something was going on. And I was, I'd almost was convinced of this. Well, ironically, just this week, I ran into her at, well, Gecko Grill. (laughs) That's where I like to go to lunch, if you haven't figured that out yet. And she saw me and she was so excited to see me. She gave me a hug and she was talking to me and there was no sign of someone that was upset with me. Now, mind you, she hadn't texted me back or responded to my messaging on Instagram And so what I had told myself was that maybe she was upset, that our friendship had been, you know, compromised, that that something had gone wrong, or that she was, like I said, upset with me. And so often now we have feelings and reactions to those thoughts. But when I saw her, it became very clear that what I had told myself about what had happened wasn't true. But I didn't know what had happened. So I ended up telling her, you know, I've tried to text you to check in to see how you're doing. She says, I would never not text you back. What's going on? I said, 
well, let me check. So I pulled out my phone and I pulled up her phone number and her phone number was correct. But as I looked closer, sure enough, I'd put in the wrong area code. So instead of 480, it was 489. So she didn't get any of my text. And as it turns out, she'd canceled all her social media, so she wasn't getting any of my messages. So this is an example of when our perception becomes our reality. My perception was that she was upset with me and that became my reality, when in fact, what had happened and what I had said about it were completely not in connection with each other. It was just a simple mistake. But so often we create emotions and feelings based on our thoughts. And remember, thoughts are not facts. I've said it a million times, I'll say it a million times more. So there's just so many examples of this, but it's important that as we change the way that we perceive and judge things, that we can see it differently. We can change our view and not to buy in to our own story. And so often it is said that there are two sides to every story. Well, I say there's three sides to every story, his, hers, and then the truth. And so in this situation, I'd created my own version of the story and we were able to get to the bottom of it. So here's another example of this. I have a sister-in-law that I was kind of talking with about this concept, and she gave me the example of her husband gets home from work late regularly. And before he gets home, she starts kind of getting upset, and in her mind, she starts going through that whole thought process of he's not considerate, why can't he just check in, why can't he be on time, all of these different things. So first circle is my husband's late from work. Second circle, we create all this emotion around it. And so as I was talking to her, I, I realized that not only is she having all these thoughts, now she's having emotion, and then she reacts when he gets home, which usually ends up in a fight. Typically, our response is fight, flight, or freeze. So I discussed with her the possibility of changing her thought process before he gets home. And I'll discuss this a little bit later in the podcast of how we can do that, because that's something that I've really evolved and worked on that is a really cool process of how to get through this. It's called the dig. But if we change our thoughts, we don't have to have an argument with our husband. It doesn't have to turn into that. If we can change our thoughts to instead of, he works hard for our family, he you know, puts a lot of time and effort into taking care of us, and I choose not to get angry that I'll just take care of the kids and do what I need to do. It, it avoids the conflict, which is really unnecessary because the conflict isn't what is going to get us greater connection, which is usually our desired outcome anyway. It's also fascinating. And so let's just look at another example. It's, it's, it's a more of a generic one, but traffic. So when we get stuck in traffic, what happens? Your adrenaline starts pumping. Maybe you start wanting to honk the horn or you just get frustrated. Or in your mind, you start thinking of, I'm going to be late. This is so inconvenient. And we allow ourselves to start kind of getting stressed out. So I want you to stop and just think for a minute. Is it really the traffic that is stressing you out? Are you going to give something as ambiguous as traffic that much power anyway? So as you are slamming the wheel or shouting or doing all these things, does this really change the traffic anyway? It just makes the situation worse. It just makes the situation worse. Remember, traffic is just traffic. It has no intent of ruining your day. So it goes back to it's not what happens, it's what we say about it that matters. 
Okay, I hope you're getting a better and clearer picture of what I'm trying to explain here because it took me some time to really grasp this concept. But as I've really understood the power of my perceptions and my stories and my judgments, and that I don't keep things neutral, I create meaning, I create right and wrong and good and bad, it just causes more stress and anxiety in my life. And exercise is another example of this. I know there's people that enjoy working out. I am not one of them. Fact. I enjoy going on walks. I enjoy riding bikes. But I don't enjoy being almost brought to tears by doing 900 jumping jacks in one workout session. I don't like it, but some people do. But I don't have to like or dislike exercise for it to be effective. I can still do it and not like it. But so often we make something out of it. Exercise is just exercise. And often I put emotion into it. But I will say that I do like it when it's done, if that counts. So another one that's a little bit trickier to kind of understand, and I only bring this up because I think it's powerful when we understand that even the most difficult of things, we have the choice to see it one way or the other. And this is the case with my dear friend, Bernice. She has dealt with some very difficult challenges. She had breast cancer. She was widowed with eight children as a young mom. She lost her son in a tragic car accident. Difficult, difficult challenges. But yet, she says to this day that these have been her gifts. That they have taught her and molded her and shaped her into the person that she is. And when she first said that, I kind of asked myself, is that really possible? Is this really how you feel? And I've thought about it many times. But the way that she lives her life is that there's nothing wrong here. We make it a problem when we make it a problem. Now, it's not to say that there isn't pain and anguish and healing and heartache that goes into all of these events. I am not minimizing that. But the what we say about it will increase our suffering or decrease our suffering. It's all in our perception. It changes it completely. Byron Katie, as you know, I love her. And she says, when I argue with reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. So if we look at all these scenarios, whether it's the traumatic ones, as in the cancer and the death of a loved one, or the silly ones like exercise or traffic, or conflicts with our spouses or friends, it all can go back to, do we want peace and connection, or do we want to argue with the way that we think it should be, or do we want to buy into our thoughts? And really, this is so powerful because it will change your world. Just trust me on this. When I was at the Byron Katie conference recently in January, I realized that I was missing a very important component to my Letical method. And this is the process of how to help us walk through what happened and what we said about what happened and how we can avoid unnecessary pain, anguish, suffering, anxiety, all the things that happen when we allow ourselves to kind of go in that snowball, you know, action. So I needed a how to help people work through this. And I was just kind of stuck because I didn't know what that was. And I knew that it had to be kind of inspired or had to make sense. So that night we were getting a massage and it was very relaxing. And it was like as if the heavens opened and this this most beautiful inspiration came to me of how to do this. 
And it's what I am using and what I'm helping my clients use to help them work through conflict and work through what happened and what we said about it and how it affects us. And it's called the dig. And this process helps us work through our thoughts around all these events that happens in our lives or the things that other people do to us, the conflict. So often we go down the tunnel. So just imagine we have first circle and second circle, and then you have this option of going down the tunnel. And once we go down the tunnel, well, that's when we get ourselves in trouble because we end up feeling and reacting to what happened. And in the end, this causes internal and external conflict, sometimes both. Ultimately, if we want a certain outcome, which in most cases is peace, connection, resolution, when we buy into our thoughts and our reactions, when we let those get the best of us, we typically will not get the outcome that we wanted. And if we do, there will be a cost. And so what's beautiful about going down this tunnel is that we're going to go down the tunnel. We are human beings. Now, you can avoid the tunnel. That's a little side note. But if you end up going down the tunnel, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is changing our thoughts. I know it's a little bit tricky to explain this, but if we can challenge our thoughts, it will change the outcome. It will change the way we react. It will change the way that we feel. And some of the questions that we can ask are, is this thought true? Is it serving me? Is this generated from past wounds or experiences? Am I projecting onto others with this thought? And my favorite one of all is, what is the flip side of this thought? And it really is so powerful when you look at shifting and changing our thoughts, how it will change the outcome or change the way that we view the outcome. So it just goes back to understanding that we have power over our thoughts and the way that we see the world. And it's up to us to be mindful and to make the changes and the shifts that we need to make. And we can train ourselves to respond differently to how we see things and how we think about what happens in our lives. And really a crucial element to this is just staying neutral. And I'm going to be doing more workshops focused solely on the dig because it is such a powerful tool. So I want you to think about one thing this week that just threw you off. Take a minute, really think about it. That caused you upset, anxiety, stress, whatever that is. I want you to think about if it was what happened that upset you or if it's what you said about what happened. Because if you really understand that there's another way, you can do something different. Doesn't it sound wonderful to have less drama and stress and anxiety and arguing in your home and less chaos in your mind? If we really start with our own thoughts, it will change everything around us. It will cause shifts in our life. It is powerful and it is true. And it doesn't mean that life will be perfect, obviously, but it's an important place to start. If you want to eliminate the drama in your life, the judgment, the habits that we get into of of fear and gossip and all these things that keep us in a place of upset, start looking for the neutrality in everything around you. Life will be more peaceful when you can implement this in your life. There's nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Thank you, William Shakespeare. Remember, perception is not reality. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, shine on. 
Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.